بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد رسول القدیم اما بات الحمد للہ جنائی از دا ففت آف سپٹمبر ان دی ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری And then the blessed masjids to now t- turning to the glorious deed of Salah. Also, indeed, there should be a special designated place of Salah within one's own dwelling where the female folk offer their prayers and the male folk offer their optional prayers. Why? Our beloved messenger, he said, Salah, he said, A servant does not attain nearness or intimacy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with anything more superior than sujood and khafi, the secret prostrations. Recorded in Ibn al-Mubarak in his Zuhd, Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi in his Ihya, volume 1, page 322, in the chapter on the mysteries of Salat and its greatness. So here, look how interesting. Every deed, good deed, is a path to getting the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the Prophet said about this deed, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a servant does not attain nearness or intimacy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with anything more superior than secret prostrations. Sujoodan khafi. So what is the secret prostration? It's a place where nobody's can observe you offering salah mm. and that is the quickest way to getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. so if you're not offering any of your prayers away from the eyes of people what a loss mm. the path that takes you closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you're not doing thus surli al-saqati rahmatullahi he said that you offer two rakat salat in private sincerely is better for you than that you write 70 or 700 a hadith with strong lines of transmission. <laughs> Recorded by Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi in his Ihya, volume 4, page 471, in the chapter on intentions, sincerity and truthfulness. So this was a famous saint. Some say, Sirli as-Sakati. Some say, Surli as-Sakati rahmatullahi. What did he say? For you to offer two rakats privately, sincerely, it is better for you Note, he didn't say equal. It is better for you than writing 70 or 700 a hadith with strong lines of transmission. So if I was to ask you, if you wrote 70 authentic hadiths with your hand, what do you think the reward is of that? So obviously you can imagine. And don't forget, authentic, meaning they're you know, authenticated back to the Prophet According to the saintly soul, Two rakats private salah is better than that. <laughs> Why did he say that? Going <laughs> back to the previous report, there is nothing that brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than offering secret frustrations. <laughs> Our beloved messenger had said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when a man offers salah well publicly and also secretly, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, هَذَا عَبْدِي حَقَّ This in truth is indeed my servant. Subhanallah. This in truth 
is indeed my servant. Recorded in Ibn Majah, Mishkat, in the chapter on Riqaq. Mm. Let's look at this. You offered Salat well in public, meaning the Farad prayer, obviously, in congregation. But you've also equally offered the Salat secretly well, meaning you just as, you know, pious in private. Mm. Allah the Almighty loves that so much. Who does He talk to? He talks to the angelic realm. And He says, Hada abdi haqqa. This in truth is indeed my servant. So how pleased is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you offer secret salah. He loves it too much. Meaning you are showing utter sincerity. Our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa would thus offer most of his optional prayers within his sacred chambers. And there would be many reasons for this. So this is just part of the reason. If you observe, the, you know, the best example, the Prophet followed in the masjid. Even when he was dying, he was, you know, helped to go to the masjid. Where was he offering sunnah? And if you notice, very rarely he offered it in the masjid, if at all. He would pray in his chambers. So what I've mentioned thus far gives you a partial reason to why he was doing that. He didn't want to offer prostrations in public. He wanted to do it secretly. Mm. But there's other reasons. In the Barani, Shaykh al-Bani stated Hassan in Sahih al-Jami, number 4217. Our beloved messenger, he said, the position of a man's salah in his dwelling over the salat of which he is seen by men is then as the position of the obligatory prayer over the optional. So what did the Prophet say? You've offered your optional prayer at home, the sunnahs. That now is rewarded as a farad prayer. Think about that. It's elevated to a farad. So, example, Two rakat sunnat fajr. Pray at home. You've actually now prayed two rakat fajr. That's what's being recorded. Now why is that very important to understand? Because if your deeds are not up to scratch, then Allah the Almighty will turn to the optional deeds. And the optional deeds have to be equivalent to the fajr. So it's not a case where two rakat fajr is faulty. So there's going to be a two rakat nafil that will cover it. You can expect maybe 70 rakats nafil will cover the two. So isn't it wise for you to get the reward of a farad? So as an insurance policy, God forbid if something happens to your farad prayer, you've got plenty of farad, rewardable sunnans, you pray at home. So even from that angle, you know, what are you doing? In another wording, our beloved messenger said, it is better than 25 times over. This is in Abu Ya'la and Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullah stated Sahih in Sahih al-Jam number 3821 so there's no contradiction. Famous hadith prayer individually as compared to prayer in the congregation the Prophet said it's 25 times more rewarding in congregation. Why? Because it's the fadad prayer in congregation. So here the Prophet was saying if you offer the sunnah prayers individually at home it is better 25 times over. So again, you can't help it. You've got to use worldly terms so that a person tries to get the comprehension here. If you are 
getting a certain wage and you are told by your boss, if you do this particular thing, I will increase your wage 25 times over. Wouldn't you do that thing he's asking you to do? If you didn't do it, you'd be foolish. Mm-hmm. Just imagine he says something like this. If you walk it to work instead of coming in the car, I will give you 25 times more your wage. Mm-hmm. Would you ask, well, I'm, I live quite far. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't ask any questions. You just said, just, I can have that in writing. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and you know, you'll start saying, is that this case for every time I walk to Now, why? Because we understand the value of money. So now when you hear the report is better than 25 times over, we just go, mashallah. Mm-hmm. Right? So what does that tell you? Your iman's weak. Mm-hmm. When the Sahaba heard these reports, you could imagine. Where do you think they were praying the optional prayers after that? Mm-hmm. This would thus also serve as another most important role on the Day of Judgment, which I've mentioned. The Prophet said, whoever offers a salah which he does not perfect, he finds acceptance with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it will be added to from his optional salah until it is perfected. Mm-hmm. This is in Tabarani in his kabir and Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi stated sahih in Sahih al-Jami number 6224. Now, it's not as harsh as it seems. Why? There's a minimal level of acceptance. Allah Ta'ala is the most merciful. If you get the minimal level, you've passed the prayers, you know, you've got it. You fulfilled your obligation. So the bar must be very low. Allah Ta'ala is the most merciful. So this report says, if you fall below that bar, your optional prayer will be added until it reaches the minimum or it's perfected. So Lord, when people think of the optional prayers, you get this idea, oh, it's optional, brother. And they're stressing the word optional. So you get you get you know deluded into thinking, well, oh, it's not important. Hang on, brother. Let me rephrase what I'm trying to get across. Yes, the prayer is optional. However, it's your backup for your fadad. Soon as you say that he wants to know more now, what do you mean? Because your fadad, if you are in trouble, the optional prayers will be having to be made up to perfect it. Next question, if he's got any intelligence, how much optional prayers? Mm. Then you explain to them. You say, well, it's going to be much more than the number of fadad because the optional prayer is not as, you know, as heavy as the fadad prayer. But then you say, but don't worry. If you offer the optional prayers at home, it's like for like. Mm. Once you've told them that, the penny should drop. <laughs> he thinks, I need to get as many as I can, you know, in my dwelling. Mm. However, there's another reason. It's not just for multiplied rewards. Look at the blessings of the Sunnah. Secret prostrations, the rewards increase. There's another reason. Mm. Sa'id ibn Jubair, he said, I offer optional salah abundantly because of this child of mine. Hisham mm. clarified, he would offer salah in his dwelling with the hope his child would become inclined towards Salah. Mm-hmm. This is in Abu Nu'aym al-Hidya, number 5659, or volume 4, page 309. So let's look at this. So who's Saeed ibn Jubair? Anybody know who this great man was? Well, let me rephrase it. Who was he a, uh, who was he a student of? Which famous companion? Mm-hmm. 
uh, Imam but the other great Abdullah ibn Abbas Sa'id ibn Jubair this is one thing that you'll never forget when I tell you he was the last person that Hajjaj bin Yusuf martyred remember when he says turn his first away from the Qibla and he started playing games with Sa'id and Sa'id started giving him you know just as good back and then Sa'id made that dua oh my lord may me be the last one this tyrant kills so this great man what was his sunnah what was his habit he goes I offer abundant nafil prayers at home he didn't say because of secret prostrations he didn't say because I got the reward of the farad what did he say because of this child of mine now what was he teaching this is actually very interesting psychologically he wasn't telling his, oh, I'm sure he was his child must have been given the verbal in terms of knowledge but actions speak louder than words because I'm offering optional prayers at home because my son or daughter for that matter I don't know if it was a daughter they would think my father's praying his father's prayer in the masjid and then he comes home and he prays optional prayers you know what's the matter with me at least I can offer my option of my obligatory prayers my father's you know he set a standard and Hisham explained he goes this is what this is what his you know his his yearning that his child gets that you know that liking for Salat now there's the problem if your child doesn't see you offering prayers and even though you're praying your prayers what do I mean by that you pray all your prayers in the masjid lock, lock stock and bottle with them sunnat nafal does your children see you pray especially your daughters all they see is oh, Abu is gonna he's come back he's gonna he's going out again he's coming back so you've lost an opportunity and the beautiful thing is it's a sunnah of the salaf and we're told to emulate them right he was a tabi'in he was a martyr amongst the tabi'in and he did that for his child imagine so now ask yourself the question how many nafal prayers are you offering with incentive for your children especially when they're growing up because they're with their mother most of the time right and if you offer prayers they'll see one of their pleasant memories of childhood will be I've always known my dad to pray because even when I was a chubby I remember him praying that's an intelligent father why because by the time the child gets to puberty he's seen this for 10 years and that's leaving aside your own doubt but if you're offering everything in the masjid they, 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 well, I don't know what he's going what's he doing Ibn Shawzab he said Rahmatullah whenever we accompanied Thabit Al-Bunani Rahmatullah to an ailing man's dwelling to inquire about his health he would first of all offer salat in masjid bayt and only then went to the patient this is in Abu Nu'im Al-Hilya number 2578 or volume 2 page 365 so again putting you on the spot who's Fabid Al-Bunani who was his famous teacher from the companions I'll give you a clue Fabid Al-Bunani washed this companion when he passed away he willed it I want Fabid to wash my body Anas mashallah Anas Anas is a student what do we know about Fabid something very interesting obviously they were Tabi'in so we can expect amazing things he couldn't go past a masjid without offering two lagats he just couldn't do it so imagine on this road you know by fortune we've got quite a few masjids on this road mashallah five six he wouldn't be able to get to the end of the road without 12 lagats 
Now think about that. How much love did he have for Salat? Be honest, you go past the masjid. <laughs> I actually think about it. I think, well, I'm not sahab at And that's how I like reassure myself. Well, I'm going to admit it. You know, you might as well say that about all the Salaf. What's the point quoting them? It means that they love the Salat. Now, this is another sunnah of his. What's another sunnah? He will go to visit the ill in their dwellings. Mashallah, that's a good thing. But before he talked to that person in his dwelling, he would ask, where is his masjid a bit? Where is his designated place of worship? Hmm. Imagine how strange that question would be to us. Imagine somebody comes to visit, you know, oh, I think he's come to visit you, uh, so and so. Yo, mashallah. Let him come in, he, go, he, he wants to pray in masjid a bit. Masjid is wrong corner. I don't even know. He's, this is this supposed to be a place where you pray. Mm-hmm. After he offered the salat, that he only then went to the patient. Mm-hmm. Look how amazing that is, and how strange. It, be honest, you know. Even if you visit somebody, you think, "Was he after?" <laughs> That's how corrupted times have become. Was he really come for? He could see the person who's ill. No, no, but I know him. Then he goes, "I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray." He goes, "He's after. He's really after something." Astaghfirullah. But there you go. Thabit al-Banani, another thing about him, Rahmatullah. He loves Salat so much. And this dua, I, I, stuff, every time I mention it, I just feel like a hypocrite. He goes, Oh my Lord, in Ahmad in his own. If you've allowed anybody to pray Salat in their graves, or from the prophets, allow me to pray. When I, every time I relate it, I think, because what, what, what's the normal wavelength? You're thinking, once I drop dead, Salah's finished. <laughs> right? You don't say it, but this is what's going through your head. Be honest. Are you going to start crying? What's up, uncle? I'm going to miss Fajr. Eh? You're going to miss Fajr? You're going to drop dead? He loved Salat. He was making that dua when he was healthy. Guess what happened? <laughs> Obviously, he died. They built a lahad for him, dug a lahad, sorry. They put him into the chamber. When he was placed into the lahad, as fate would have it, one of the people who buried him, he dropped something from his body. I think it was a ring, I'm not certain. So he's looking for the ring and then he's, he thinks, oh my God, have I left it in the lahad? So it was precious to him. So at first he asked some of the scholars, he goes, look, you know, can I actually dig up and get my ring. So they went to the sheikh of the time and he said, look, do you need the ring? He said, essentially, because I need the ring. He goes, then, goes with respect, he goes, dig and then take one of the bricks away and, you know, take your ring if you're certain it's there. So he did it. And guess what happened? He digs, takes a brick. Hadith, <laughs> al-Tabarani, Ahmad and his Zuhd, Sayyih. He sees Thabit praying in his in the grave. So Thabit looks at him and he goes, Is it the hour? Mm. No. And he's imagine it. No. He goes, then put the brick back. He went, All right. Right? And I don't know whether he got his wing. Right? So then he goes back and then he's saying to the people, because he doesn't know him, he's made a dua. He wasn't his student. So he's going. I saw something strange. He goes, what did you see? Hmm. He goes, you might think I'm mad, but I saw Thabit praying in the grave. So some of his students went, why do you find that strange? 
So he's thinking, what the heck? First he's getting wiped by seeing a Kalamut, and now he's getting told off by. He's thinking, what? What do you mean? What? Is, why is it not strange? He goes, oh, he made the offer. You saw it. He goes, what did he tell you? He goes, is it the hour? <laughs> Meaning, if it is, I can't pray. I'm gonna stop because I'm a stroke. He goes, no. Then he goes, put the brake bike. Meaning, get out. So think about it. He's probably still praying in his grave now. 1,300 years. Now think about it. That's in Barzakh. How much love did he have when he was alive for Salat? Then you think, that's why I laugh because I'm narrating. I'm not giving, don't get the impression. Oh, you should, I'm nothing like that. I'm narrating this to you to think, Shiala, give me a fraction of that love for Salat. I don't know what is going on there. So even non-profits are praying in their gifts. Think about that. Prophets, obviously. Non-profits. We don't even pray when we're alive. Think about that. Oh no, brother, Allah knows I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a busy man. <laughs> Allah knows you're a busy man. Do what? <laughs> Flipping burgers, right? You know, <laughs> Allah, you know, said to Adam, don't forget to flip burgers. <laughs> right? What did he come onto the earth for? He goes, I need to get out of this prison. <laughs> Please, my Lord, and get back to paradise. We forgot that. <laughs> we have lost in jungle. <laughs> Imagine any, what's going on, brother? Trying to get out of jungle. No, don't get out of jungle. <laughs> This is all. Because <laughs> you stay here. Go in, Allah. So all I mentioned today was a brief and now the glorious deed of Salat itself. There is nothing more beloved which brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than secret prostrations. Now that's a big thing to know. Mm-hmm. Think about that. When you want to ask Allah for anything, secret prostrations, mm-hmm. away from the eyes of people. Mm-hmm. Then, I mentioned how pleased Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with it. What is the reward for offering the optional prayers at home? What is the other reasons why we offer optional prayers at home? And then I mentioned a little bit about Thabit al-Bunani. This is why Anas wanted him to wash his body. You know, you think about it. You know, we just hear the report. Why did Anas will, radiallahu, Thabit needs to wash my body? He must be a great person. How is he great? I trust Anas. <laughs> but when you actually go into his biography, you're thinking, no wonder he wanted him to wash his body. Right? You know, think about that. You know, the great Thabit al-Bunan. Rahmatullah. Are there any questions? Let us. Subhanallah <laughs> <laughs>